Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Get the PHT with me Sammy, me Hannah and me Tom. And this episode we're going to be talking about the challenges of a PhD mm-hmm. and how we overcome them. Maybe any that we haven't overcome yet and any advice? Yeah, any advice for people who are doing a PhD and have some challenges or people who are thinking about going into a PhD and kind of the things that they can expect and the ways that they can get around them. So firstly, how was your week, guys? Mine was okay. Um, I, this question is always a really hard question. <laughs> like, you can ask me something really, really what hard just, and it done? feels easy. But asking me what I've done is... Um, you can say nothing. Nothing But at you all. haven't done nothing. I started writing my PhD, which is kind of like a, a defining moment. Big. Yeah, it sounds like something. So I wrote the first, like, 1,500 words. I know it'll be nothing like what I submit, but, like, at least... That's still it's a good effort, mate. Yeah, it's quite. That'd quite be something good, interesting to track how many of those words that you've typed stay. Stay. The whole thing. I bet a very, very <laughs> small number. One dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the key terms. <laughs> you obviously had your uh, KES meeting. Oh yes, we had a sustainability workshop, um, which was led by Bangor University. Yeah, the um, director, wasn't it? Director of Sustainability of Bangor. We also met very the. Nice. Um, director of sustainability within cardiff met and ah. had a bit of insight into what they're doing here to help so what did they actually mean by sustainability <laughs> it's, it's quite a wide concept i guess like there's the welsh goals that we have which are more tailored to what we need in wales and then there's the un goals which are more like clean water oh, and okay. sanitation they're more broad How does that link to well we found it quite hard actually because because it was a KES thing, there was people there from the School of Management, from the yeah, School of Health course, Sciences, yeah, yeah. Sport, blah, blah, blah. So but How does that link to education? We struggled a we, lot. That was our point for most of it. Like yeah. Every example we had to give, we start off by saying, well, we're in education, <laughs> so... <laughs> One of the UN sustainability goals is a quality education. Yeah. And there's some stuff about well-being, so we kind of played on to that. But in terms of um, how much our project links in, in comparison to like the health sciences stuff, that was yeah. very much... In terms of like single use stuff, plastic, um, etc. There's a lot of talk about like cups and things. Yeah, there was a bit of a a bit of an argument, would you say, or a bit of a debate about? I'd say more of an argument. Takeaway cups. Takeaway cups. Because in takeaway cups like McDonald's and stuff. No, like, like coffee Costa, cups and stuff. Starbucks. Oh. So they were saying how in Landaff every week it's four and a half thousand cups that are used. However, only 500 of them make it into like their designated recycling and no one in Wales actually recycles them. So they have to, volunteers have to, on a Saturday morning, empty and package up the cups, count them and someone independent has to come and collect them. Just use something else. Well, this was, <laughs> this was a bit of the argument. but This is where it came from. It was very awkward because there was a guy in the session with the Costa cup. <laughs> <Just> slowly trying <laughs> to hide it. It felt very tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that was really good, wasn't it, Tom? It's hard for us, but quite... Eye-opening. Yeah, trying to think of all these different ways of how your research project like impacts and you know mm-hmm. just stuff you don't think of until yeah, you it's may good do. things to think about. Obviously, stuff that you might not consider, I suppose. Definitely. Don't really know how you can link dyslexia to like clean water. Well, no, but in the Welsh goals, there's a lot of stuff about um, preserving the Welsh language. Okay. So with my company score, they kind of focus on how there is no support for Welsh speakers of dyslexia. So that yeah. kind of plays into that. There's a lot more in Wales about like well-being, um, confidence, self-esteem. Am I right in saying that? It was only yesterday and it's already starting to to fade in my brain. Um, There was a few Welsh ones that linked more into education 
and our yeah like the one we had to give example for was cohesive communities that's it that's Ooh. what i'm thinking of yeah so you can kind of link that into schools and participation very nice but, yeah. I've, I've been up to what bits and you, bobs yeah. again this week bits and bobs old, same old just bit well video editing um what else have i done done a bit more of my literature review it's hard isn't it it is it hard is to hard actually question. think about yeah yeah <laughs> um i started doing some questionnaire work for another research project in the uni mm-hmm. so inputting their data into excel spreadsheets i'm going to call on hannah's expertise uh, after her uh, microsoft specialist <laughs> i'm only two sessions. lessons in don't <laughs> don't ask expert him. by now oh god you offered to make a spreadsheet for your own research stuff so I'm getting someone else to make a spreadsheet for my <laughs> Overconfident, were you? Um, because that's a challenge you can discuss later then. A Wh- challenge? Write it down. A cha- okay, this yeah. the challenge of doing a PhD is I'm not digitally competent. <laughs> <laughs> and everything's moved ahead, but... Well, it's true. Yeah. Have you done much else apart from just that meeting, Tom? Or? Um, well, I had my first proper supervisor meeting on Friday. What do you mean, first proper? Like, we're both my supervisor at the same time. Oh, okay. So that was really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, what came out of that? Um, a few new deadlines. Big sort of one of trying to write my first paper. Is that actually one of your challenges? Yeah, I'd say so. Trying to get your head around it. and Not something I expected this early. It's yeah. exciting, but, yeah. you know, big. Here's the jingle. Okay, so challenges of doing a PhD. I think it'd probably be a good point to recap. I don't know if we've said in previous episodes, but where we all actually are in terms of our PhDs. So Okay, yeah. Sammy? So I'm uh, just over a year in. Mm-hmm. I started on the 5th or 6th of January That's 2019. Memory. So, yeah, about a year and three weeks in. Tom? I started on... Either the 30th or 31st of September, whatever the last day was. Okay. So, was that like five months? Five months? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have a specific date. <laughs> <laughs> you just sort of showed up at you one point. Care. Yeah. Oh, no. I started in October, so I'm about four months in. So, in the grand scheme of PhDs, we're kind of very early on. So, this episode will be more focused upon the challenges that you meet initially when starting. Yeah. I imagine we'll come across many different ones throughout. Yeah, the maybe in, in later episodes, we might share some some more, maybe a I don't know how long this podcast has gone for, that but maybe a year down the line and things like that, yeah. might be interesting to see how your challenges change. Look back and be like, oh God, what was I thinking <laughs> in that easy life? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like how could I possibly talk about challenges back then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyone want to start with what they've Um Well, they've I think there's the fact that there's not really any clear goals or mm-hmm. deadlines, and I know that some people have them, some people don't have them. Yeah. Obviously, as we've covered in previous episodes i'm not funded and i don't kind of have i have supervisors obviously but i don't have that whole setup around my research Mm -hmm. and so there's not that kind of constant motivation of i need to get this done i need to get that done yeah whereas i know that you have meetings and action points for me i'm quite lucky um my supervisory team watch me very good no i'm joking (laughs) joking. Um, we kind of arrange meetings every month and a half or so just to kind of whilst i'm in this phase we're not really sure where my project's exactly going so it's just kind of to make sure everyone's still on the same track and then so that we can kind of 
divert things that aren't necessary and what's really interesting yeah that's kind of why i'm having so much supervision at the moment yeah um but yeah that's also really beneficial in terms of motivation because i always have action points to work towards and like a month or so deadline to meet them yeah yeah see that's different to me because i'll have a like five ten minute meeting with my supervisor maybe a quick catch up and see where i am Mm -hmm. And then it's very much kind of maybe start looking at this and start reading about this or move on to this element. Yeah. And then I'm kind of thinking, okay, but when do I need it done by? There's not really. And any that's kind just of kind dates. of your own answer. So then I, it's kind of like for two weeks I just won't even think about it. For two weeks I'll kind of yeah. look at it. Two weeks I'll forget about it. Something like that. Like it won't be, it won't be as full on. And then it'll kind of drag out longer than it needs to. Are you kind of similar in the way Tom of that an idea will just get thrown at you and you'll kind of play with it for a bit and then. No, I haven't seen my supervisor as much as you have. Like, mm. I like to do it, like, independently. So, yeah. like, the meeting I did have my supervisors, I had all these, like, planned action points and things set out. But that completely changes from, like, just the conversation. So then I've got deadlines now, but they're not what I thought they would be at this point. Yeah. So I'm sort of with Sammy that clear goals and deadlines aren't something that I've been sort of given Mm-hmm. But in terms of cares and things we have to meet for funding, yeah. we have a ton of different ones. Yeah, that's true. You've got a bit mm-hmm. more structure. Yeah, we've got a lot of things that we know we have to work towards. Like we have a grad school that we have to attend by year two. Mm-hmm. Um, other sorts of development awards that we have to meet the amount of hours for or training development. Yeah. So, And our CARES hours obviously um, give supervisors allocated amount of time that they're supposed to spend on your project so yeah that kind of plays into it as well even our own hours you have to get like monthly timesheets or terminally reports and things then mm-hmm. See, just like, adds I, to I the can, workload i cannot come in on a friday because i give myself a three-day weekend yeah, whereas you guys nice. if you wanted <laughs> to give yourself a friday off you'd have to make the hours up somewhere else or but make then, sure that you've put the time in. The thing with that, when I do that, I then feel too guilty to take a Friday off. That's why I'm like now. Yeah, I feel too guilty. I'm like, I've done all my hours, but I I don't know. I just feel like just because there's a set amount of hours, I can't necessarily stick to that. It's a bit, I do feel really guilty if I just take time off. I know, it's not so much feeling guilty. It's like the fear that I might miss something by going in that day. That's, yeah, the like, difference. What do you mean? Because like you worked on something for all the week. Oh so yeah. Then yeah, by yeah. the time you reach the Friday, you might have got something new. But if yeah. you don't go in, you just won't know. Yeah, that's true. I, I think you meant like missing out in terms of the office. <laughs> oh like no. Friday treat. Friday I'm fine treat, yeah. out. <laughs> don't go into that because that's going to be my procrastination of the week. Hour. Hour. But I think um, probably what it comes down to in terms of the difference in our projects is I don't actually have an end date in yeah. terms of. I know you don't that's have an big, actual yeah. date, but you have. Well, like, we have a date that our funding runs out. Exactly. So. Whereas mine's somewhere in the next eight years like Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) to stay motivated for that must be a lot more difficult than at least three years i can kind of see that and map that out yeah whereas for you it's kind of i've tried to set myself three years but Mm -hmm. like there's so much flexibility that there's no pressure to get there in three years apart from maybe financially but Uh, So another thing that we wanted to talk about was imposter syndrome. I had never heard of this until I started a PhD. I don't know whether you guys... Oh, see, I was the opposite. This was like the biggest thing I was afraid of when starting. So you heard of it prior? Had feelings of it prior or just heard of it? No, I just heard of it. So like when I was looking for a PhD, I was looking like, okay, what's going to be the drawbacks? I want to know what the big challenges are before I go into it now. Yeah. So it's like very, very. Yeah, very yeah. I was yeah. a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to jump in. I was yeah. in work, wasn't I? Yeah. So I'd be leaving something. Yeah, yeah, I didn't want to make sure I enjoyed it. 
But yeah, it was like the big challenges were imposter syndrome and loneliness. Mm-hmm. So like for me, imposter syndrome, I wanted to eliminate like straight away. Yeah. So I just jumped into everything. Like we go to doctoral society stuff. Mm-hmm. We do this podcast. We do everything's always talking about research and feeling involved. I did have a little Google of imposter syndrome definitions just to kind of set the context if someone listening Oxford doesn't Dictionary know. Dictionary says. Uh, not, as, not quite that. But. <laughs> <laughs> so generally, imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persist despite evident success. So imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt, sense of intellectual fraud um, that override any feelings of success. I also kind of looked at this more director PhD and it said that imposter syndrome is the intrusive idea that your success is due to mere luck and not your talent or qualifications. Within PhD students, it's thought up to 70% of people experience it, which seems like a really, really high number. But I think it just depends, though. It doesn't mean that that's a constant feeling. At some point, probably throughout. Yeah, it could be kind of, I don't know, maybe if, as a PhD student, obviously we're not quite at that point yet. Not too far, well, not too far from it, Tom. But obviously, yeah. like being published or mm-hmm. something like that, you might then think, should I actually be published? What is, what do I have to say that people might want to hear? Yeah. That kind of thing. For me, it was like big on induction day, like seeing all these different people there that like, had all their projects planned out, and then it was literally like my first week, so just starting. I think for me too, induction. We had like a general Cardiff Met induction where everyone yeah. started a research project that year attended. And would you say we were in like the youngest? Oh, I think you were the youngest there, yeah. 100%. <laughs> well, everyone I was speaking to at least had a master's. So I was like, well, they've got to be older than me. They've got to be older than me. And there's a lot of people like kind of middle-aged. There was quite a young young group as well of like, you know, mid-20s. Yeah. Um, but it hit me then when I walked into that room and I was potentially the youngest well no masters no nothing to this is a big thing to you isn't it like, yeah like, masters is I a big thing i think the key thing that you need to get your head around it is that you are the youngest you can be in this position yeah and i think and that's a different put it on a positive spin to say yes you're that young but mm-hmm. you're also at this level so you must be doing yeah. something right I, I do really struggle with it because i think i don't ever see I don't really know how I got here. <laughs> um, so I really struggle to kind of... I think I do miss that master's level thing of it is a big jump and I don't feel like I was necessarily the best, the best at undergrad. So I don't see that bridge as clearly. Like, when I sp- when you mention some stuff, Tom, I'm, like, literally sat there thinking, like, your master's was really good. I wish I did your uh, master's. That's not really from my <laughs> master's. I'd say that's more of my undergrad, though. Oh, really? Like, almost everything I've said to you is probably undergrad. Oh, like okay. I said, my master's was one day a week. It was all, yeah. like research based was all independent mm-hmm. a couple of taught modules but yeah yeah undergrad is the big for me like the importance you place on masters i'm not seeing yeah maybe see, I yeah don't, i don't see it too much okay i see the masters well mine was just kind of it was a slight step up but it mm-hmm. was more making sure you could cope with that slight step up yeah mine was like writing. confidence building yeah, yeah yeah a bit more just kind of being able to be a bit more critical and things like that but i mean seen in the research house that you're quite critical anyway so it's not like <laughs> not it's as critical as tall <laughs> critical to king be. over there <laughs> um but you've had that experience of writing a piece yeah. of work which is a lot bigger my undergrad dissertation was only six thousand words whereas most are 10 and then your master's were mine was 12 and yours was... i, I can't two, remember i had to do two as one sort of thing oh, so it's okay. between 
ten and twenty thousand words, I think. Okay. See, and then you jump to PhD, which is like well, what between eighty thousand and a hundred. Well, that's what words. I mean. That's you insane. go from eighty thousand to yeah. hundred thousand. The difference between six and ten isn't that much. In the isn't grand, that much in yeah. the grand? That's like half of a chapter, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really compare the two. So I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too concerned about thinking about word counts and chunks yeah. of work and things like that because. We've all got to make a jump to get to a hundred thousand words. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> a big jump. Exactly. So I wouldn't be too concerned about that. But I think my biggest thing with imposter syndrome is kind of just, like, say, kind of thinking, how did I get here? Yeah. Because even though, like, my master supervisor said, "Well, do you want to do a PhD?" and there was kind of that thing. It was only about a year and a half, two years ago, that I was dropping out of a PGCE and mm-hmm. thinking. Or what am I actually going to do? Yeah. And then suddenly I did a master's and was on a PhD and it was very quick. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I kind of have moments where I think, how did I get here? What did I actually do to be here? Yeah. And, then and you... maybe is that the whole thing of imposter syndrome that we think that there's supposed to be some grand thing that you're supposed to do and then it'd be like, yeah, you did yeah, a PhD. Yeah. And it's not. And yeah. that's kind of maybe where imposter syndrome comes about yeah. from. Yeah, I think it's also the, the fact that, like you say, maybe not noticing actual evident success. And the fact yeah. that you've got a degree, I know that you haven't got a master's, but yeah. you've done well enough in your degree to, to do your MPhil and your transfer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, me and Tom have a master's. We've kind of you've hit those milestones to get here, so there's no reason why you shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just kind of thinking, as strange have, as it sounds, I'm I'm here when I should be here, kind of thing. Yeah. I think it kind of links into what we were saying earlier about conferences, how you kind of perceive someone presenting at a conference to be, well, Tom disagrees, but to be the big old, like, wow, they really have, yeah. like, a lot behind them. They're clearly, like, a knowledgeable person in their field. Yeah. Like, wow, it's such an accomplishment. Whereas Tom is kind of like... I, I don't get the idealization of them. Like, I understand that they're people you want to listen to and stuff, but it still comes down to, like, opinions and the way they've done things. Yeah. Like just because yeah, it's being mean. presented, it's not yeah. a gold standard, is it? Yeah. It could still be something that's useless if you go to the wrong conference. Yeah, of course, yeah. I, I, I saw something on Twitter, actually, uh, through the podcast Twitter, actually. Mm-hmm. Somebody had posted that they had, um, they had... So they were a supervisor of PhD students, and they had a student come to them and say that they didn't feel like they knew what they were doing, and everybody else seems to know what they're doing. And the supervisor kind of said to them, they just know how to hide that they don't know mm. what they're doing. I think the older I'm getting in life, the more I'm realising that everything is just your ability to blag. If you can blag something, you've got it. Yeah. Like, I mean, in... I wouldn't suggest blagging 100,000 no. words on a PhD. <laughs> no, but, but not quite. Like, but it's yeah. the, co- the confidence, at least. Like, yeah. Presentation skills. Yeah. And, yeah. It's just the ability to absolutely blag something and just sell yourself as if... I think you've got to believe in yourself to be able to do that and sell it. But, yeah, I think that's definitely a massive part. I don't. I can't blag. I can't blag to save my life. It's so bad. I think no, no. But the thing is, you're very accomplished in what you've done anyway, and you're very knowledgeable. So you wouldn't need to blag. Someone like me who forgets no. everything the second I hear it, I need to be able to blag because I'll blag and then I'll actually remember something from the blagging, and I'll be like, oh yeah, and then I'll actually <laughs> say something worthwhile. <laughs> See, I think this is an element of imposter syndrome coming in right now, <laughs> saying you're really smart. I'm not. We're we're doing the same thing, but you're better than me. Yeah, possibly. I don't get that. I don't understand it. So even like, though you researched imposter syndrome before starting and you kind of knew about it that way, have yeah. you had like feelings of it, if that's an okay question to ask? Only in induction. Only like in induction. since then, like 
everyone doing a PhD is different, aren't they? Yeah, yeah so of course. Yeah. Feeling like you're an imposter in a situation where everyone is different, I find that hard to grasp. I think yeah. you're, you're just good at reminding yourself of things like There's that. Then. Way, I'm trying to think of a word for you. There's a word no, that's like on the tip <laughs> of my tongue. A word. Um, like, um, not reasonable, but like you're very... Like you don't can things you can like you can disregard things quite easily. Like if you don't, you're quite self-aware. Self-aware, self-assured. Those yeah, kind of like you're yeah. quite. You know, like when something is something that you need to consider and I don't like know if challenge that's meant yourself. To be a good thing or not. Yeah, um, I mean it is in like you. You'll take on challenges and you'll realize when you need to like look into something more and when yeah. you're not understanding of something. But you'll also realize like what you don't need to worry about. I think it's also the ability of, as well of being able to kind of almost say. Like you said, everybody's different. Everyone's PhD is different. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, Hannah might Hannah might know something really important about one thing, but then you'll know something else about something really important. And it's kind of been able to go, they know that really well, but that's fine. I don't have to, or I don't need to, or that doesn't make you feel yeah, self-conscious okay. or anything yeah. like and that. And that wouldn't like instill imposter syndrome in you because you've kind of got that self-awareness to be able to be like, oh, okay, they've got that skill. I've got this skill. We can kind of overlap here, there, or knowledge. I think you're really good at doing that. It's meant yeah. to be a compliment. Your face is looking yeah, I, as if I'm, I'm really insulting you. <laughs> I'm sure there's an insult there somewhere. No, no it's I keep not. Thinking. I suppose self-assured or confident, just simply confident is a better thing. I think just being able to think. self-aware is the word I'd use. Yeah. Okay, so now moving on to our next point. Um, it's kind of that there's not enough hours in the day I say making quotation mark fingers Um, so I feel like there's always something more you can be doing so it's really hard to ever have that feeling of accomplishment that you've actually achieved something because as soon as you've done something there's new pieces of research being published constantly or there's something else you'll stumble upon that you think oh my god I really really need to consider that so there's just always something and it feels like never ending that it feels like I'll never end my PhD if I continue in that cycle we've spoke about it before I think in terms of especially the literature mm-hmm. you will not read everything yeah it's not possible and like you say you could publish your PhD and then one month later someone brings something out and yeah. you're like oh god why that's didn't really I good, like yeah. that's that's amazing but that's just it's kind of such a worry though because in your viva they may say I said that really weird then in your viva <laughs> no viva viva in your viva they may ask you viva. like oh is it viva no no, no. Oh. I called it viva before <laughs> Why Why haven't you considered this piece of research? Like, you should have looked at this, you should have looked at that. But and there's such a worry that if you don't look at everything, then that'll get asked. Some, just somebody, who's, somebody who's yeah, self-assured, sure. like mm. Tom, oh. would probably, like, because <laughs> I've been told in that situation by my supervisor especially, it's okay to not know everything. Mm-hmm. If, some, if somebody says that in your viva, you just say, that's actually a really good point, I didn't consider that. Yeah. Because... Like Tom says, everyone's different. Everyone's going to have different perspectives on something. But you hear such contrasting statements. Like from what you just said then, um, I've heard people say, like, you sh- you've got to be an expert in your field, which you have. But to me, that would say there's, that you need to... There's a difference between being, like, an expert in your field and knowing everything. You yeah. won't know everything. Yeah, but they kind of conflict I get what you mean. in, like, I get a what you subtle mean. way. But it's, it's almost... Uh, I suppose the whole point is that you're, you need to be an expert in your very, very niche element niche. of research. Yeah, but then I bet you, like, if you um, search the definition of an expert, is someone who knows everything. 
I don't think that's possible. I don't think that's possible. No. Yeah. That's yeah, but you see what I mean with like. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. And I get the whole. Well, I, I suppose I don't get the whole. There's not enough hours in the day because I have three day weekends and things like that. <laughs> but that's but, good in the sense that you recharge and you're not going to burn yourself out and you yeah. kind of. I try not to do too much when I go home. I mm-hmm. try and leave it in the office. Yeah. I quite like. I know it's kind of almost a fortunate position but not taking your work home with you mm-hmm. i set myself stuff that I'll, i could do over the weekend if i feel like it and have the chance but i've learned to not be upset or not upset but like not feel guilty if i haven't done it because i have worked monday to friday nine till five yeah so if i haven't done something on the weekend it's not the end of the world yeah of course i think i'm a bit different yeah. to you too aren't i and that i will take everything home well I-, I mean it was like your research seminar last week and saying that you were up until like 1am doing stuff and I was just like yeah just to make sure but like how I just don't get how I don't get how you do that I think that, before something cramming is quite like what you did not cramming as such but it was like a <laughs> <laughs> little bit cramming um, but that's kind of different and good I, I just work but, better at night but because uh, of like my PhD like going to the centre and stuff I have to be there in the morning as well mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I suppose you kind of almost fight with the fact that you know, Monday to Friday, most days anyway, that from, what, around nine till, like, one, two, you're yeah, not doing like anything. So then you need to make it up somewhere. But Yeah. And then you've also got to realise you are collecting data technically already. Yeah. So you're ahead of our kind of next steps, yeah. but maybe... I see, even that, just um, saying that ahead, like... No, but I wouldn't even say you're behind. So, like, but you know what I mean? You've moved you're moving in that direction you kind of are collecting data you have ethics me and sammy are yet to do that yeah so like you should i wouldn't say guilty. you're ahead i think that's the point you're I'm just <laughs> you you're kind of almost simultaneously doing two two mm-hmm. steps of the process i know you yeah. haven't collected loads of data but you've collected some whereas like i haven't done anything like that hannah's not like we're just reading and making sense yeah, but of the just reading there's there's so much reading I know, isn't I know. It? but if you think of the logistical flow of a phd it's like do some reading do your lit review decide what you're gonna study then data collection etc etc whereas you're simultaneously reading and data collecting whereas we're reading and then we'll have to collect data in yeah. the future so you've kind of it'll balance out I don't know if you, you don't even need to hear this. You're fine. You make me feel like I should be panicked now. No, 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 no. I was meaning that in, you shouldn't be taking stuff home because you are doing stuff simultaneously. So the bit where you come to the office from like one till five or one to whatever time it is, you're doing stuff then that kind of evens out what we're doing in the morning. I'm normally Question. not even in one till five. So. Tom, your face <laughs> yeah. is very feeling very. Um, Attacked? I, I'm, not, I'm not with it today. <laughs> yeah. I can't tell what's good and what's bad comments. You're just kind it's of good. like it's a compliment. frowning. You're doing a lot. You're doing, you're yeah. doing good. I, I'm trying to keep up with the thinking. I think I need to take a picture of your face at some some point so we can post it to Twitter so everyone knows what we've been day. looking at the whole time. <laughs> so, obviously, that's not all the challenges you're facing a PhD. I suppose we should put that out there. Uh, obviously... I'm sure we'll come across more as we go through the process. Definitely. Uh, ethics are still to come, data collection, data mm-hmm. analysis, <laughs> and obviously kind of making sense of what you've collected. Um, I know that particularly uh, me and Hannah, in terms of you're making a framework, hopefully, mm-hmm. and maybe a toolkit. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm doing a conceptual model, and kind of as you make that, things might change, things yeah. might look different and stuff like that. So I suppose 
We might have some more challenges that come up, and hopefully we can do a future episode. But they're the definitely line. kind of the key ones that we. They're things that we've come across. Yeah. We so could all far, kind of yeah. agree on. Yeah, well, things to that some extent. Very early on, you need to get your head around and almost conquer, if mm-hmm. you want want to say that word, just to kind of overcome them, so that you're in a better place for it. I don't know. I suppose obviously that's quite a, like you say, it's quite a individual situation where Mm -hmm. we have the research house i don't know if it may be different places might have different setups yeah and i think it's quite important to mention the design of the research house that is really social in our desks or face in in like a fort and we've got like low barriers i know in other areas of the university they've had a lot more of a problem integrating people because their desks are like how do you explain it? It's like? just really high walls. Kind of like yeah. uniform. And you can't see the next person or see over Like them. a cabin, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. So I know they had a lot of difficulties trying to like integrate and create some sort of community. So I think the design of a research space is really, really interesting. Um, but we are really lucky to have the space we have and the yeah. people we have within the space. Yeah, I was going to say... I You're kind welcome. Of, I kind of <laughs> wanted to specifically bring up loneliness as a thing. I know Tom mentioned it before, like I said. But obviously, just to say thank you to you guys just for... Oh, a bit of life into the research house because, like I said, it was a bit dead. And obviously, now I'm doing this podcast with you guys. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I know Julian. Julian has mentioned it a lot as well. Yeah, Julian said, really... yeah, that it was well because obviously Julian's been. He's now fifth. I think he's no. I think he's like three, maybe four years oh, in. Sorry, and he's, Julian. If you listen, I think that's I including his MPhil <laughs> stuff as well. Oh, maybe okay. three or four. And he was there before I was there. And yeah. I think for a while before I came in in January, he was there for a couple of months just on his own. Oh, wow. So he's experienced it even more. So, yeah. so might be an interesting yeah. thing to talk about with him at some point. Yeah, hopefully, maybe as a podcast. future guest. Yeah. yeah. So, procrastination of the week. Okay. I, I have a confession that I didn't play the game. Sorry, Gee, Sammy. I, I didn't play it. I literally remember I 10 it. minutes before. But I do really want to try it. I played it. It's fine. Did you play it, Tom? I mean, I'm going to blame my memory loss here. In the memory loss? Yeah. I'm going to play that card. I played it. That's fine. I was relying on you to remind me at some point in the week, Sammy, to play it. Why would I? <laughs> he, he wants the points, doesn't he? Yeah, true. Well, true. I take the point. Oh, I we said there's a point that. for it, and I played it. Yeah, well so, done. Damn it. That's I counting on you. Well done to you, too. So that now puts Thanks. me on three points. So I'm on three. Do you actually just write down three? Tom's on one. Hannah's on one. Okay. So I'm two points so ahead. So who wants to start with a procrastination? I, I think it should be Sammy, because we got a bit of a dilemma for hours. Unless you can think of another one, because I said it first. I wrote it down first. Right, we'll discuss yours, and then we'll move on to mine. So... What's your procrastination of the week, Tom? No, this is mine. Yeah. I'm going to claim it is my idea. I started the whole tradition of Friday Treat. But it wasn't Friday Treat. It wasn't it really was Friday fr- Treat. It was Friday, Friday Treat. You went from like McDonald's yeah, on a Friday. Yeah, but Friday Treat is like bringing donuts into the office for everyone, well, I the thought. problem was, Nick went, went to get to. a caramel stack that he's been on about This was weeks. after we had McDonald's. They were sold out, so we went to McDonald's. Wasn't it? That was after McDonald's. I'm having this because you know. I created Friday Tree. Who, I started the who tradition. Remembers, who remembers the story better? It sounds like Tom. Yeah, no. I'd say me. I'm well, quite you're confident. Saying, you're yeah. saying Nick mentioned the caramel stack. Yeah, Nick's been banging on about the but caramel stack for a while. You went no. to get that after we had food. Yeah, but... Yeah, but oh, maybe. Yeah. Here we go. But Definitely. still, okay, so our Friday Because he didn't treat, come back until I already left. Due to that, our Friday treat was was the McDonald's. So can I can I be independent adjudicator here? Hang on, okay, I'll take out the words Friday treat. My procrastination of the week was having to drive Tom to a McDonald's so he could get Tom's okay, chicken nuggets. So yours yeah. was eating <laughs> McNuggets, twenty McNuggets. Yeah, a, a box of twenty. <laughs> yours was driving him. Yeah, and I did have cheese bites. 
So I suppose the the, the dilemma is what's 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 better, driving more, or what's eating? More, Hang on, what's more impressive. <laughs> Don't even say twenty chicken nuggets because you're at fourteen. No, sixteen. Sixteen. I oh, gave right. away four out of the oh. kindness of my heart. Yes, he's a nice guy. Well, oh, you were just going <laughs> to give him the point over the fact that he had chicken nuggets no, over cheese bites. Give him, I wasn't going to give him the point at all. I'm just saying that his is eating McDonald's, lots of it. Yours is driving to McDonald's or having Being to drive forced to forced against my will. <laughs> yeah, I took your car keys and just got in. That's how it happened. Of course, because I don't come in on Fridays, I didn't get any McDonald's. It's Nobody very any coincidental flat. that Sammy is now going to come in on this Friday. Yeah, it's quite After strange. We've had Friday treat going for, what, three, four weeks now? I wonder what's changed I've signed up to the ah. gym and feel like maybe I could use some time to go and work off some of my christmas weight and few, uh, <laughs> previous weight as well so you know i'm just trying to be a better person but you know if you want to Thank attack you. me and say that it's all about friday treat and, McDonald's, and a donut friday treat yeah that'd be all right. yeah, go to the gym and then think all right now i can eat something that'd be fine i feel like using gym as a code word for mcdonald's who's jim yeah <laughs> so my procrastination of the week is um something that i've actually been doing quite a lot uh it's a tv show watched Nearly eight seasons of it in 11 days. Eight seasons? It's uh, it's an American show as well, so it's like 24 episodes in a season. How long are the episodes? Um, About 40 minutes. (gasps) They still have time to have done that, surely? That must have taken all week. Uh, It's literally me and and my partner would go home, put it on, just sit on the sofa and watch it until we go and make tea, and then we'll put it back on. And it's just like we're just obsessed with it at the moment. So the TV show is The Office. American uh, office. The episodes aren't that long, I don't think. They are. Are they? Yeah. You haven't oh, watched that already? No, I've watched it already, but me and my girlfriend, Watch we, we both really like it, but we realised we never actually watched it from first to last episode, like all the way through. Hang like, on. Properly. Office UK or? I've watched Office US we're US, watching, yeah. Okay. With, um, I can't remember his name now. What's I his name? Know. I've What's never watched it. What's the actor's name? For US? Yeah. Steve Carell, is Yeah, it? Steve Carell, yeah. Yeah. So we're watching that one. I've watched the UK one as well. But hang on, that's out of office time. Mm, I got told off out of office time. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I've literally that's all I've done when I've gone home. I've gone home and thought, like, like last week I thought I'll do the podcast and edit the podcast. And I went home. I didn't edit it. I did it the next day (laughs) because I literally watched the office the whole time. Last Mm. night I was supposed to finish doing Tom's research seminar video, which I started doing last Wednesday, (laughs) and send it over to Hugh. I didn't do it. I did it today because I didn't do it yesterday because I just sat there and watched The Office the whole time. What do you think, Tom? I don't think we can count this after mm-hmm. a nail like, think catastrophe. So. I think he's out of office hours technically. You're taking work home there. I just wanted to share share the fact okay. that I'd watched eight seasons <laughs> of it in 11 days. Okay, so who's who's the point going to this week? I think it's going to have to go to Tom. Yeah, you're procrastinating oh, for driving, don't you? I think you two are too involved in this to give a fair, unbiased opinion. I agree. Whereas I think, oh. I, think I, have to, I have to be the independent adjudicator here. But I started the tradition of Friday treat. You said you're taking the words Friday treat out. Oh, well, yeah. My memory is actually so this small. We're giving it to Tom. <laughs> okay. Oh. So oh, that's a shame. That now means that I'm on three after my GeoGuessr win. Thanks for playing, guys. Um, <laughs> Damn. Null and void win kind of thing. Um Tom's on two after his victory this week. Flying and Hannah's up the ranks. still only on one. So Hannah needs to put some work in, maybe actually come up with a decent procrastination of the week. Mm. Considering this was your idea I from think, the start. I think week <laughs> after week, 
it's kind of been a running theme of under par performances. Oh, I have a bad memory, okay? Well, think about it throughout, throughout the week and I will. bring us something. I'll bring something we'll consider spectacular it, next And it'll be good. <laughs> that was episode six of Get the PhD. Uh, just sharing some challenges of doing a PhD. Like we said, haven't covered them all, but what we've experienced so far, ranging from a couple of months into a year in of doing a PhD. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully there was some stuff that you've maybe experienced yourselves and maybe had some advice from, from us and how we've overcome them. And thank you for listening.